hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Box Office Bootleg. I'm your co-host, Robert. I'm your co-host, Reggie. Welcome, everybody. Fantastic. Now, um, obviously, at the time of recording, we are not aware of any future <laughs> events that might occur in our society, in our world. Um, but just to remind you, you do live in a society. We do. We do. We do live in a society. We most we, and most likely we like like we've been talking about like how many like a couple of weeks about societies. Yep, we're still fucking talking about a certain movie. But I digress. So um, this episode, we actually wanted to go a little bit more conversation wise mm-hmm. with our ballpark as. Y'all may know, uh, both of us were in an MFA program for animation. So animation means a great deal with what we're going through and everything. And I would say that animation is in a peculiar point. When you're talking about the streaming services, when you're talking Mm. about the success, respectively, of different animated features, like at the time of this recording, uh, the most recent one to have came out is the new Adams Family 3D feature and everything. And even though it doesn't necessarily have good reviews, it is actually doing pretty well. So it kind of demonstrates the strength, respectively, of the IP itself. You know, Adam's Family is a beloved franchise. It's totally appropriate for Mm -hmm. the October season. And even though it didn't open to the same level as something like Hotel Transylvania, which is kind of like playing into that same audience and that franchise has just completely become its own thing, and yeah. I'm, I'm grateful for that franchise in the sense that Gennady... Yeah, I think they just drew Brandon at number four. That Gennady... Oh, yeah, they're doing a fourth one, for sure. Yeah, the fact that Gennady Tartakovsky is able to, like, do whatever the fuck he wants right now, like, mm-hmm. just this week at recording, you know, Primal coming out and everything, oh, my God, I've just, like, I, I need to watch the whole thing, but it's just, like, Man, the fact that, like, Kennedy's able to just, like, do cool shit. He doesn't have to answer the people. He can do what he wants. He can finish Samurai Jack. He can do a series like Primal. It's so fucking cool. But the fact that he had to play the game for so long. He had to play the game. And the the issue that's kind of occurring right now Mm -hmm. is that, you know, um, original animated films are not doing that great right now unless they're associated with the Disney or you know actually just this year in general with animated films I mean like even the sequels aren't really working outside of outside of Disney and Pixar and of course television and streaming services are trying to scramble just to be able to figure out what they want to be able to do and I just want to bring up an interesting article Mm -hmm. that popped up recently on Cartoon Brew where You know, when the conversation about, like, with our generation, with millennials, right? Yeah. Where we remember Nickelodeon, we remember Fox Kids, we remember, you know, ABC Saturday Morning, we remember the syndicated shows. You know, we have specific brands that we associate with, you know, the cartoons and the animation that we grew up with. An interesting thing, though, um, a a recent study through Brand Love um, Mm -hmm. did a study, respectively, to see what kids directly associate with what they're more into mm. respectively to be able to get their content and what brand they have the highest opinion of. And what's interesting is that amongst streaming services, you know, how they're able to acquire content, YouTube 
is not only at the top, it is at the top across the board. Not even for branded content, not even for kids content, but just video content, period. Yeah. Is is what they consider the highest. And Netflix is pretty close underwards, but the things that we associated for the longest time, like Nickelodeon, Disney Channel, and stuff like that, Nicktoons, Cartoon Network, they're not even close. They're not even close to the top. Well, I mean, I mean, like, what do you expect? It's like you're talking to millennials that, I mean, when you talk about like childhood, your childhood was like you, you're only you won't, you're growing up. You have limitations of where you can get your cartoons. So yeah, I mean, sometimes some some kids can only get you know the PBS show. So you know, you got your Arthur, you know, Arthur and. Uh, Sesame Street Sesame Street and all that stuff and remember Sesame Street now like um, a couple days ago uh, Time Warner or Warner Media whatever the fuck it's called um, readjusted the agreement that HBO had with Sesame Street to where all of the content for Sesame Street is moving over to HBO Max so six months after the premiere of a Sesame Street episode it's still going to be on PBS but you're talking about like an institution like Sesame Street that is now a bartering is now a bargaining chip, respectively, in mm-hmm. the impending you know streaming service wars. Again, it's like everything changed, like thanks to the internet. Um, yeah. I mean, like what, what else? I mean, like and it's like it, it's no, and it's like it's obvious that it's going to be either Netflix or YouTube because like YouTube is free. So any any like any kid anyone like that knows how to do a Google search can like find videos on YouTube. They can find whatever they want, whether it's like a, a clip from their favorite show, like Steven Universe, or even or even watch their favorite game, you know, like their favorite uh, gamer, like playing like a uh, playing a session of Fortnite. Yeah, but with Netflix. Netflix, the only reason why Netflix is around is is pretty much the parents. The parents that grew up watching these cartoons, like, you know, found, you know, like, are pretty much subscribing to it because some of their, like, some of the cartoons that they grew up are on, are, are on that streaming service. Yeah. So, and like, and through osmosis, kids will usually, like, will pick up a show or two that they will like on it. Like, but probably like the new DreamWorks shows, like the Trolls. Either trolls or <coughs> sorry, the dragons of Burke or you know whatever. Um, or I'm, a I'm, I'm, I'm glad uh, you brought that up because DreamWorks announced a few extra movies that they scheduled and everything. And what's interesting is that one of the movies that they have scheduled in 2021 is Spirit Riding Free, mm. which is a movie adaptation of the Netflix series that DreamWorks animation made based off of, you know, Spirit Stallion of the Cameron. Yeah. Yeah, so it's like you're talking to a case where it's like the animated series, right? It's based in modern day. It's about a girl that, you know, has this horse that she fucking loves because, you know, the easiest kind of content that you can make for kids, especially Mm -hmm. girls, is about horses, you know? And um, it's interesting that, and almost depressing, that the one element that I feel is most memorable from Spirit is obviously like, you know, 
issues aside with the narrative, just like as simple as possible, mm. the lame narration and stuff it's like, like I, that. I, it's the quality of the animation itself is still there. You know, it's still there. Like yeah. James Paxter, you know, yeah, and yeah. his team gave their absolute heart and soul to be able to make these horses look amazing. <laughs> and the fact that the output from DreamWorks Animation, mm-hmm. which used to be an equal contender with Pixar, yeah, you know, it is now having to resort to making basically a TV adaptation of its own content to be able to release out into the world. You know, I mean, like, like they, they haven't said anything about like a I new mean, track. They haven't said anything about like new adaptations of their past properties. We're I mean, getting a troll sequel. We're getting a boss baby sequel. But yeah. like beyond that, but I mean, like, but I mean, they already been doing it. I mean, like Spirit is like a, just another show they put on Netflix, but. For a while, they had a successful run with the Penguins of Madagascar, and he even did a movie based on that property. Uh, yeah, I saw that trashed, and um, yeah, the movie did not do great at all. <laughs> it did it's, not do good. It's again, it's it's I don't know. It, it, it's like DreamWorks say what you want. Sometimes they'll take risks. With some of the properties, you get like your Boss Babies and all that. You know, like all these like films. But they don't. They don't have that brand recognition as Disney. It's like, like when people like. I mean, like when you look at DreamWorks or Illumination or any other studio, it's it's just one of those things where if I look at it and I like it, I might go see it. But with yeah. Disney, it doesn't matter what they throw out. People are going to watch it because of that studio. I mean, like even with Onward, it's like even with Onward, I'm kind of like, eh. About what the trailer, like, like the the story trailer that they just released, but still, people are still going to see it. Because oh, oh, the story trailer is almost cheating. Where it's like, it, it, it you know, it's got to get at the heartstrings. Where it's like, oh, it's not just a story about like you know, like these fantasy creatures in a modern setup. It's them literally trying to like not not even bring their dad back, but just being able to like meet their dad within this 24-hour span. And it's like, you know what they're going to do? They're going to get, like, fucking five minutes with the dad, and it's going to be soul-crushing that, like, they went through all this effort just to bring back their dad, and they're only going to get this little bit of it, and it's going to break our hearts and make us cry. It's going to make us cry. See, they know what they're doing. Yeah. They're very manipulative. Yeah. And, and, and it's just... I mean, I, I'm, I'm looking at the lineup of movies mm-hmm. because this year, a, a big thing is that a lot of the animation sequels, right? Where yeah. it's like, we're so, so straining for original, you know, IPs and American animated features. Yeah. None of them are performing to scale, respectively. Like, DreamWorks Animation had a lot of hope for Abominable, you know, to be able to break out and... It's gonna make its money back, of course. It's gonna make its money back. It's it has co-produced enough, in China. It's so. a co-production, Chinese co-production, which is a whole other thing. We're not yeah. gonna get into it. That's a I that's mean, a whole that's a whole episode. Stop, no, stop no, part, we're stop not getting into it. <laughs> it's like okay, we're not getting into I, it. All I was to say is, if you want to see a biting critique, watch South Park. Oh uh, fuck yeah! Oh Moving my on. God, <laughs> move on. We're not getting into it. But um, it, so it's like. The original features haven't been doing well unless they have that type of, like, you know, foreign agreement. That's all we're going to fucking say about it. Um, but even the even the sequels have been mm-hmm. underperforming. 
underperforming. You either have a circumstance, respectively, like, you know, Secret Life of Pets, like, yeah, it didn't make as much as the first one. It's still made out with $430 million. It's Illumination. Mm. They keep their budgets low. It still made money. Obviously, they were hoping it would be, like, you know, uh, one mm. of the most successful international releases of all time. But it underperformed. Um, Ugly Dolls, STX, just, like, completely shit the like, bed. And, like, STX is going to try it again with Play Mobile. But it's probably going to shit the bed for them again. Like, like again, it's, it's... Like, I mean, like, they're pretty much pulling the same... Uh, like the same stunt as the Lego movie. But. Yeah, we have we have Missing Link, which you know, I I love these guys, but at a certain point, you know, Leica is gonna have to have that sit down with their numbers, and that sucks because they're really like one of the only you know individual outlets for you know original yeah. fucking stop motion animated features but at a certain point you know the nature of the market is gonna be like they're gonna have to have the sit down and that sucks um going before that wonder park paramount animation hoping to do something but they literally released a movie that didn't even have a director you know listed in the credits right um how to train your dragon three did well enough uh you know the lego movie two came out lego movie two um, that's one where it might have actually lost money, you know, uh, just because of like how much it underperformed. I, well, I mean, like well, part of it is like Warner Brothers fault with the uh, with the uh, it's the timing of the releases because like had they not released two Lego movies within the, uh, last year with the Ninjago and Lego Batman, uh, no, no, it was two thousand seven. Yeah, it was it, it was Lego. Uh, Lego Batman in 2017 Django. and then Django. Yeah, like it was like February yes. yeah, 17 and um, 18. Yeah, yeah. And then he had that hiatus because yeah. they, they they really screwed up with uh, the we'll Django. A, we'll see a big issue with Lego Movie 2 is that its international numbers were garbage. Absolute garbage. Because like mm. the first Lego Movie actually did kind of okay Overseas, comparatively, the first Lego movie made two hundred and fifty-seven million dollars domestically, and two hundred eleven overseas. Now, the thing to keep in mind with most animated films and most modern-day Hollywood films is that the main ratio that most of them are able to achieve is about thirty-five to forty percent domestically, mm-hmm. and about fifty-five to sixty percent overseas. You know, that's usually the healthy number that they're looking for. Right. They yeah. want to be able to get almost twice as much money overseas, respectively. Like if you see a lot of like these oddball films that get greenlit, it's because they're making that money overseas. Like just to put into context, um, when we were talking about, say, um, Hobbs and Shaw. Right. Yeah. Hobbs and Shaw, respectively to the rest of the franchise, you know, one hundred and seventy three million right now. Pretty good. Pretty good. Overseas, it is at five hundred and eighty-five million overseas. So yeah. right now, it's at seven hundred and fifty-eight million dollars. So they're for sure making either another Hobbs and Shaw. They're for sure bringing them I, back to I, Fast and Furious. I mean, like they're probably going to focus on the main series because, like, still, like you still spent two hundred million dollars on that film. And it didn't even crack 200. I like Aladdin. It didn't crack 200 domestically, but to put it into context, but even it, it, it is about to make more 
than Fast and Furious 6 in overall gross. So you're talking about a film that may not have performed respectively mm-hmm. domestically, still good, not great compared to the budget, but the fact that it's made so much more money overseas, respectively, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, that's the thing. Like, and I, Lego Movie, Lego Movie never was going to perform in that capacity just because the whole thing about the cultural references and the pop references and all that is yeah. that it, it's it's a lot more ingrained in American culture and Western culture, if you could say that. It, it's, it's definitely it's more mostly, of an American. Flick. It's mo- it's mostly American. I mean, yeah, because again, again, the way how we play with Legos is like like you have to look at how how everyone else views the Lego the Lego properties. Yes, because with us, like with us, not only we got the like if you grew up like say, you know, before like the nineties, like uh, before the two thousands, mm-hmm. you're familiar with like the space, like, like the spaceship guy, the OG and, stuff. Yeah, yeah. All the, uh, like all the, like the Lego sets. Yeah. But after that, it's like, it's all IP stuff. So all it's IP. like, well, yeah, uh, yeah. It, all the IP stuff is what allowed Lego, like Lego was on the verge of bankruptcy, but then all of a sudden Lego star Wars came out and then Lego Harry Potter. And then the video games came out. You know, so but 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 the fact that like Warner Brothers didn't have the international market to fall on with something like Lego Movie, so yeah. it's a lot of a it's a lot more of a bigger hit on the studio with something yeah. like that. So it, it'll be like, it'll be interesting to see with Warner Brothers Animation where their next one is going to be you know Scoob is going to be the you know 3D animated Scooby-Doo that's going to have Scooby-Doo is going to do well because out of all the here's the thing out of all the Hanna-Barbera properties like Scooby-Doo has so many iterations kind of like the Ninja Turtles where but does it play international? yeah it plays international does oh my god I hate saying this does China give a shit about Scooby-Doo? Or no, any no, of the Hanna-Barbera no, no, characters. No, no, no. That's what I'm saying. Scooby-Doo is, like, if you're going to do any Hanna-Barbera cartoons, it's Scooby-Doo. Like, because you got the teens, you got a talking dog, and you're and if you stick to, like, the basic, uh, like, mysteries, like, even though, like, you know, China doesn't like ghosts, it's still, it's still well, Old Man Jenkins, where, like, it's, it's just Old no, Man no. Jenkins. Well, like, remember, this one... Is is actually not even going to be like a mystery thing. It's going to have like other Hanna Barbera characters. The main villain in Scooby is going to be Dick Dastardly from uh, what you call it uh, from Wacky Races. What? Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna have other Hanna Barbera characters. It's gonna have See, like Captain Caveman and uh, the Falcon. Oh, they wanted they, they, they wanted want to do the Chloe okay. So so here's the thing. They probably want to do like they probably want to do a cinematic universe and, and like try to do something like the Laugh Olympics that came out in the seventies. But the problem is nobody, nobody liked <laughs> Laugh Olympics. But it's like nobody but you know the properties, and, <laughs> and and that's and, and like, even, even you can do wacky races. It's like people can like people still remember wacky I, races. I feel like that's where American animation is is on the verge of. We're we're almost at that point where American animation is in that like awkward mid eighties kind of point where it's like the only things that are going to be able to be great, the only things that are greenlit right now, um, unless they're thrown to the wolves, are either shit based on IPs or 
unless you're Disney Pixar, right? If you're Disney Pixar, you can like you can event. do original content because now you have this like new massive important yeah. streaming service that you need to launch, you know. But the you you have the backing to be able to do something like that in the first place. Every other company that's out there right now, I mean, like I, I'm I'm looking it, right at. Well, um, well, here's the here's the thing. I'm looking at 2020. All right, but but oh, and uh, and get this, get this. It's like like there may be some like some hiccups like in the upcoming years because uh, there's a loophole in the Copyright Act where the writers can reclaim copyrights of books or scripts. Ooh, so Stephen King can get stuff. so Stephen King can reclaim rights to Cujo and sell it to any other studio. And who framed Roger Rabbit? The book is going to go back to the author or, or his estates, and like anyone can like anyone can do it. Uh, do a uh, do a Roger Rabbit movie. It's just that it's just only that, certain companies are going to yeah. be really affected by that. While company one company. Disney, it has enough girth to be able to like one withstand that kind of stuff, yeah. and two, they already have enough lawyers and legal contracts to so, be able to subvert. I'm sure being put in that kind of no, position. Well, I mean, like, well, place. what's what's going to happen is, like, say, like for the case of Who Framed Roger Rabbit, somebody can go in and readapt that book, but but they cannot do the same concept as as the movie. Yeah. So it's kind of like it's kind of like how like you could do you could do as many adaptations as Wizard of Oz, but you cannot but you cannot use the iconography of the 1933 MGM movie that's yeah. all owned by Time Warner. So like you can't you if you're going to do the if you're going to do Dorothy's shoes, it has to be silver. It cannot be ruby red. It can, uh, like the witch. If you're going to do the uh, Wicked Witch of the East, you can do the green, but it like like even with the. Um, uh, the uh, Oz the Great and Powerful. They have to pick a certain shade of green that's not even close to like the Wicked Witch it, in the movie. It's just, but the, yeah. the fact that American animation has yeah. had to rely so heavily, so heavily on recognizable IPs, recognizable stories, where you know, j- j- just looking at the content that's coming ahead, right? Mm-hmm. Most of them are sequels. The only ones that are really original is, of course, your, you know, yeah. Disney Pixar films. They're they're really the only ones. And, yeah, we got stuff coming out from Fox and Blue Sky and stuff like that. But, I mean, you, you, you know that, like, Disney is just like, it's like, shit, we have these films. We have to, like, release them, try to get something back. But yeah. you can kind of tell that, like, they're obviously not going to put, you know, a lot of effort into marketing these films and having it as a counter thing. So eventually it's either going to sell off Blue Sky to, I don't know, somebody, Lionsgate or somebody like that. And, yeah. you know, the, the, and that's why I bring up the study, you know, mm-hmm. where it's like as much as we can have a conversation about these recognizable brands, these recognizable, mm-hmm. you know, Nickelodeon, Cartoon Network, Disney yeah. Channel, all this kind of shit. The fact that, like, the new generation, Zoomers... The fact that they recognize, the fact that they hold YouTube and, to lesser extent, Netflix, on a whole nother level of recognition of where they get this content from, is 
I think an opportunity for these channels and for these companies to kind of reflect on what kind of content they're actually producing out there. Well, part of well, here's here's where I, I want to like disagree because it's like really even though these kids are into like YouTube and all that stuff, they don't have the buying power as their parents. So, so really, so really, you have to like so really. What like what pretty much you t- I mean pretty much what these companies have to do is you have to appeal to the parents to like incentivize them to like subscribe to these properties and hopefully their kids will love whatever is being thrown at them on that service, kind of like with Netflix, because I mean like come on like no like no thirteen year old will have a Netflix account, they sure as hell has a YouTube account so, and so yeah. So like most likely, what they're going to use, uh, what they're going to use for YouTube is like still it's like dumping ground for like promotional materials and and um, and uh, you know and like you know like clips from their movies and shows and all that stuff, like for the kids to like find and they like watch over and over. But but um, yeah, as long as the parents are paying, you know, as long as the parents pay for you know everything, they are pretty much are restricted to what they can have access to. That's, I mean, that's that's the difference between like YouTube, say YouTube and Netflix. YouTube, anyone can get to YouTube, but Netflix, you got to be a parent because you gotta you gotta pay you know the subscription fees. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, even growing up, it's the same thing. It's like some kids like only they only grew up with you know Saturday morning Saturday morning cartoons and syndication. Yeah. While like people that grew up with Nickelodeon and, and you know Cartoon Network. They had, you know, their parents had cable. Yeah. So. And I think it's also, which is something that, you know, just not trying to make it like a doom and gloom thing where it's like, you know, YouTube isn't replacing the content. Rather, it is a demonstration of how your fan base is accessing this content in the first place. Mm -hmm. You know, where there's different shows and everything that have been able to you know, take advantage of that. I mean, look at SpongeBob. SpongeBob is is an interesting case study when it comes to Nickelodeon, where it's like Nickelodeon has never been able to find like a replicant for SpongeBob, except SpongeBob is still easily the most recognizable, you know, yeah. cartoon character of this generation, exponentially so. You know, like mm. he's still number one when it comes to like the actual viewership. And Lord knows, with our generation, we we use that we use that sucker for like every single meme that we could imagine on the planet. You I mean, know? That's, and, I mean and, that, that's what kind of helps like propel SpongeBob to be still number one. Because like even if you look, even if you go on the internet, it's like thanks to all the memes, like SpongeBob is everywhere. Yeah, and I mean, like, like and this year it's his like, twenty it's his twentieth anniversary, and you can argue that like he's probably yeah. more popular now than ever. You know? And I mean, and even look at and look at Adventure Time. Like, even though like there's a lot of people that love Adventure Time, it still doesn't like SpongeBob still eclipse like whatever Cartoon Network well, at, at that time. You know, you know what's interesting is that Adventure Time became a different kind of beast. You know, um, because the whole thing with SpongeBob, SpongeBob is comparable to Scooby Doo. Like, even after Tom Kenny and the main guys move on. There'll still be an iteration of SpongeBob that is around. Adventure Time understood what it was, 
expanded its mythos, expanded these characters, made its own kind of like chronology and this history. And, mm. you know, it's like it, it understood, hey, we need an endpoint. You know, it, it understood what it was building up, building up these characters. So it, it's yeah. it's an interesting beast. And the cool thing about that is the fact that just being able to have like a cable network animated series not only be able to do that for itself, but end itself on its own terms, we're still a new territory. Like, look at Steven Universe, right? Steven Universe is mm. the same thing. And I think what's been able to help out Steven Universe a lot is that it uses YouTube. Because the Lord knows that the actual release schedule for fucking Steven Universe is an absolute nightmare. Like, it always does, like, those five-episode dumps or whatever. Oh. But, um... Yeah, yeah, which, like, which is which is a whole nother which is a whole nother it's thing. Like, yeah, like I know, like I know, like the thing about Steven Universe is like everyone, uh, like you know, the characters and all that stuff. But what honestly, like what people, like most of the people go to YouTube for is the songs. It's like, like, like they really do, like, they really do a it good job of focusing on uh, focusing on the songs, right? And I think what's interesting, um. I think what's interesting with with the YouTube thing is that I think a a show needs to understand to play into that because they have to understand that a good bit of the fan base isn't watching it live, isn't watching it through Cartoon Network. They're, They're watching it and loving it through, you know, either secondhand streaming services or with YouTube. You know, and I, I think I think what I'm concerned about the most is that looking at a survey like that, understanding how your young audiences is where they're going to watch content. I'm worried that a lot of the recognizable channels are going to take the worst lesson from it. They're going to think, oh, we just need to take our content back so they have no choice but to sign up for it. They have to convince their parents to sign up for something like HBO Max if they want to watch Sesame Street and Cartoon Network and stuff like that. You know? Yeah. Or Nickelodeon is going to be like, oh, we're going to take it back. We're going to take it back. And it's like, no, guys, 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 you're going to make so much more if you allow this content to be able to be more accessible. And with animation, especially American animation, it's like you, you only have so many you either have kids content or adult but, swim adult comedy content but the thing is but the thing is with YouTube they can they can still they can still give them a free sampler because with you like with YouTube they can still make money off of like the advertisers and all that stuff because uh, like off the advertisements yeah. like the problem with like the issue with the uh, like you know, all the content creators that they're running into is not only with copyright laws, but what type of content they have to make. Because a lot of a lot of YouTubers are complaining about how how okay we can't like we can't put <laughs> so so it's like one of those things with like we cannot put um, targeted advertising on on um, on videos that are marketed towards kids yet. You can't do anything French or or anything for adults because you won't make money off of it. So, well, see, and and that's what initially uh, that that's the interesting thing with YouTube 
just because YouTube has been around long enough where it's like, see, they're becoming a cable you, service. YouTube used to be considered like the. It used to be considered like a potential spot for you know new animated content. Like like for, the long, for they thought it they thought it where it's like oh all because originally all the new grounds people mostly go over to YouTube right and a yeah. lot of them were able to find really great success. You're talking about you know psychic pebbles. You're talking about Eagle Raptor. You're talking yeah. about. Even like the really French meme stuff, like you know, fr- uh, what uh, finger salad fingers, salad fingers, <laughs> salad fingers but, 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 Charlie but, but, the Unicorn. Yeah, like but, but, we but, but, originally but thought that YouTube was going to be like you know an alternative platform. Except what happened is that the way that YouTube monetizes content is that it doesn't work at all with animation, where it's like you you they can't have a they, channel that can only be able to release so much content and like if there's it's, no incentive incentive it, again again it's, it's just one of those things where like even when youtube came about about it's like it was one of those things where when he started opening up the partner program and when i was reading when i was reading like the uh when they started opening up the partnering program like yeah. they, i was looking at it and saying like, okay you need to have this amount of videos with this amount of views on it so pretty much you have to be it your doesn't own work broad- with animation. You have to be your own broadcaster. And it was never going like you would never would have been a YouTube partner like if you're like, you know, being an animator, unless if you again, unless Unless you, you were superhuman. Yeah. A superhuman superhuman or, you know, and even then it's like a lot of the a lot of new graphs that you mentioned were all viral hits. Like they like really like what else? Yeah. Like like what a else? Lot like a of lot those, of them. and a lot of those guys tried to you know keep doing animated content. Except what sucks is that like fucking two thirds of them have just like gone on to like you know um, like a lot of them tried to be like oh well we'll just do this like streaming let's play stuff just to be able to you know produce the content produce the revenue and stuff like that and a lot of those guys have just kind of like abandoned animation you know and so in that aspect youtube isn't it's it's weird youtube isn't set up in a way to incentivize people to be able to create original animated content however it is also the best means for people to access animated content again which is it's it's bizarre it's like you would think you would think that it would be, you know, the best place to be able to release, you yes, know, but new alternative animated content, except, thing. no. Here's the thing. It's all about numbers. It's a numbers game. It's like you have to keep Not pumping. just numbers, but how many videos you're able to pump out. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's like, both. It's it, both. Well, I mean, like, well, again, no, no, well, I'm just, no, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's uh, like I was saying, how many videos can you produce? Yeah. And and just just by animation alone, you would never get that. That's why, like, that's why it, like, that's why with this new iteration of YouTube, it's like it's going to favor mostly the studios because everyone goes to like see like you know all the all the content and they're willing to give away free shit, like you know free shit, knowing yeah. that like knowing that if the kids like it, the parents can subscribe to it. 
because yeah. those kids don't have buying power. They're doing they're doing research on on a on a on a base that doesn't have buying like buying power. It's yeah. all about the parents. Yeah. And, 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 and you know the and, irony the irony is that like the brands that probably look at a study like this and be like fuck how do we reach these kids is that the irony is that like a, a lot of what they're probably watching is like those um 24 hour streams will be like old school nicktoons or old school cartoon network you know they'll they they have dedicated channels that will just be you know replaying content and everything from their shows and like you would think that they would be able to recognize that and take advantage of it but the lesson that they're going to take from seeing something like this is be like oh we need to take that content away from the service so they have no choice but to watch it on our platform Mm -hmm. and that's going to shoot them in the foot like i don't think it will shoot them in the foot i mean really like like really, like like I said, with like HBO Max and like again with HBO Max and Disney Plus, they have the IPs. They have they have the they have the means. The to, only they, they have the, the only company that's going to be able to. But again, they have the means set itself up is Disney Plus. They're the only people that can be able to. Like, but the thing is, they have the means to draw people to their service. Yes, it's just that with Netflix, everyone just has a Netflix account. It's like. Yeah. If you already bought into it, you kind of like it's 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 kind of like herpes. Like if you already had it, it's just it's just sitting there. Yeah. And like it, I mean, like it's it's not as bad as herpes, but like again, it's 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 just it. It is what it is. It's just that with YouTube, like with YouTube, it's going to be interesting because YouTube is like is YouTube is becoming a cable service provider. It's like like you know. Instead of like going through like say like time uh, like Time Warner Spectrum or or AT T for your cable, mm-hmm. you can subscribe to YouTube Plus for fifty dollars a month and you get your local news and live broadcast. Well, see, it, here's an interesting thing about that is that YouTube Premium, yeah, they're they're gonna the shows that they've been developing, right? Mm-hmm. They're gonna make it free. They've decided to just make those episodes available for people because they realize. We can't put a gate on content on a service that is as big as it is explicitly because it is accessible content. It's a whole crazy thing, right? Where, like, a big aspect with YouTube, too, right? YouTube is also the primary service Mm -hmm. for um, Generation Z with music. More than Spotify, more than iTunes, more than any yeah. other music service, the main way that Generation Z listens to music is through YouTube. Yeah, so, and, and, and music labels understand that, where it's like, we're going to make a big production music video that people can fucking listen to Same. on YouTube, and that's like the main way. But they make money off of advertisements. That's it, well, of course they make the money off the advertisements, but, 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 but they that's... understand well enough where it's like clearly how this generation yeah. listens to music, watches content, mm-hmm. is through this service. But they don't want to pay YouTube. They they don't want. Like that's the thing they don't want They're to share the pay. revenue. Like that's the thing. It's if the, you want to keep as much of the profit to yourself, you gotta you know you gotta get people away from the, the music from the studios. Thing. Though understand that they gotta play ball 
with what Google and YouTube throws away. While what I'm well, saying I mean, like, is well, that... Well, I mean, the music industry was already fucked. Like, uh, fucked because he didn't get the shit together with iTunes. Mm-hmm. iTunes fucked them over. Netflix, I mean, um, Napster, like, Napster, like, opened up a whole yeah, so they can of worms. No- and even Spotify. It's like, pretty much the music industry has already been fucked over before YouTube came around. And, and- it's just that... It's just that with with movies, it's like yeah, they're pirating and all that stuff. But it's just yeah. that it wasn't it wasn't as easy as music to get access to because it, like even in the early days of piracy, you had to wait for a couple of days yeah. for that movie to like uh, to download. And I, and I feel like with with these kids channels and. Not just kids channels. We're talking about the animation industry at this point. Mm-hmm. You know, the animation industry has to understand that like this is just the circumstances that you kind of have to play with and the lesson and the wrong thing to do is thinking that is that trying to restrict how people can be able to watch this content by trying to think that you know a a kid is going to be able to convince their parents to spend another 15 20 dollars a month because all your favorite shows are only exclusive to hbo max mm-hmm. is is gonna be the worst thing to try to be able to do which is why i bring up that i think the advantage netflix has with being able to buffer through the storm like we know that Netflix is losing. Well, again, we know Netflix is losing The Office. We know they're losing Friends. We know they're losing a lot of things. But the thing, However, the fact that the one actual service that is so far ahead yeah. of everybody else with kids' animated content is Netflix is something that Netflix needs to recognize where it's like, you know what, if the parents aren't going to watch us because they can't just be able to have the office on the background you know what their kids are going to watch all this other shit but the thing is uh, but, uh, like but again it's one of those things is the par- like again the kids don't have like don't have the buying power or the say so they can they can like they can easily like find something for them on the other channel but again Netflix doesn't have that show where where like where you know, kids must like must see it. Oh, like no, the, it, uh, I, I would say I would count. I mean, like, that. I mean like, like with SpongeBob, it's like I mean, like the only reason why you need to subscribe, like the only reason why you need to get cable and get Nickelodeon is because your kid loves you SpongeBob. Know, you notice that Nickelodeon is smart, though. They haven't made SpongeBob exclusive to anybody. Like every service has some iteration of SpongeBob. Netflix has some SpongeBob. Hulu has some SpongeBob. Prime Video has some Spongebob. Everybody has Spongebob because Nickelodeon is smart enough to recognize that, you know but, what, we can't restrict access to but, our one okay, cash cow. Okay, but here's the thing. They're going to charge the shit out of that, uh, out of these companies. And, and they're going to pay for it because it's Spongebob. Yeah, that's, gonna, a, that's the thing. It's like, like when you have, like when you have certain content and like, that's the thing. It's like, with Netflix, either either they will they will like they will charge the shit out of them to keep the to keep the IP, or just tell them like no you you can like you can go fuck yourself and you know make your own content and good luck to you. Yeah. Well, and, like, the, and Netflix though is say what you will with them losing the property, spending money or whatever it yeah. is, but with it's the kids content that Netflix is really 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 zoning in on where it's like they just have. 
this absolutely gargantuan library of kids content and original kids content and not not just that well i, I feel so, like so, I feel the, like, so, so but again okay so within that research did they mention what was the popular shows on netflix did they mention like what shows that i mean like like that's 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 the thing that that I like again that I'm a little bit skeptical about uh, about that study because yeah like yeah Netflix can spend like as much money as as they want on a ton of animation content but if you don't have like the fucking IP for this for a parent to be lazy enough to like keep keep the Netflix subscription the, the the bigger thing the bigger thing though is that like it's not a specific show it's the sense where it's like why or why should we pay cable for Nickelodeon or Disney Channel or Cartoon Network if the shows that you know these kids are gonna watch they're gonna be able to get that itch by just having Netflix, you know, and and that's it, it's more so it's not necessarily that Netflix has like the killer IP for kids. It's the sense that. The other channels, mm. they but, but, they need to be shaken in their boots because with Cartoon Network, I mean, Adventure Time just ended. We're getting an epilogue series with Steven Universe that's yeah. about to wrap up. Nickelodeon, of course, has SpongeBob, but at a certain point, they're gonna have to. Get, they're like, what else do they got? Disney Channel. What does Disney Channel have? They they have the like fucking TV movies. I mean, like 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 the which descendants, which is going to be descendants. Like that's what I'm saying, dude. Well, but it's, it's like gonna, they have they have the, again. It's like here's the crazy if thing. It's, if it's there, the kids are going to see it. It's just that here's the crazy thing to keep in mind with Disney Plus. Though. Yeah, kids are savvy. The in this same survey. Disney Plus is already ranked at number six, even though the fucking thing hasn't came out yet. It goes YouTube, then Netflix, then Nickelodeon, then Disney Channel, then YouTube Kids, which is interesting. Okay. And then Disney Plus. Disney Plus right now uh, outranks Cartoon Network, Disney XD, and PBS Kids, and Boomerang. Again, again, it's like, it's all about the parents. Like again, there's gonna be some parents that are just gonna be lazy enough and just keep the Netflix uh, Netflix subscription out of obligation. Right, and those parents so, aren't paying for cable anymore. We're not. We're the generation that yes, has basically abandoned yes, cable. Yes, but the whole thing is, is, is like what they like. Those companies are not aiming for the fucking kids. They're aiming for the adults, right? Because. They know, like, once the adults subscribe to it, the kids are going to find whatever they're going to find on it. And if they don't find anything, they still got YouTube. But, again, it's like they have to share that fucking avenue avenue stream with YouTube, which they don't want to share with Google. They don't want to play. Like, a lot of these companies do not want to play. They do not want to share the profits. They want to keep as much money to themselves. That's why they're doing all this, uh, all this exclusive exclusivity. No, that's, not all the, that's, that's the only reason why. Well, and, and, and what I'll say with, with Netflix, though, is that, okay, it does depend on the parents, right? Yeah. However, eventually the kids are going to be, eventually the kids are going to be customers in their own right. Yeah. Or within the ecosystem. 
you want them to still be able to watch the content, but let's say that they don't want to watch, like, Dino Trucks or whatever. Um, let's but, say you, you Netflix is in a position, and they're already prepping themselves up for it, is that they want to be able to, they are creating content that fits that middle ground. It's why they spend an arm and a leg on their different animes. It's the reason why they're spending an arm and a leg and being able to create, like, different alternative animated content. It's mm-hmm. the reason why they've created a whole Netflix animation subdivision. Because what they understand, and obviously the cynical reason is because obviously they want more subscribers, they want to create more original IP, That's, but I think I think it's, it's but the, but, but, but the hope that I have the hope that I have is that Netflix is still the kind of platform that I feel like if you want to be able to create something that's not just Netflix, either kids' cartoons or adult kill swim. a show. Like they're willing to kill it. No, I and know. Then, and to kill Tuka and Birdie, we have Bojack. That's, that's, the, that's the thing. They're, they're willing to kill a fucking show just because. Like, they, they rather... Well, like, because the company unionized. Let's be honest, that's why. I mean, again... Like I said, it, they're 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 willing. To, I mean, like even if if they had popular, uh, even if they had like good revenues. I mean, like if they had like good ratings or whatever, they're willing to kill the shows. Again, their whole thing we is, have is so, they, we they, have they, so they, few options the whole, in, the in whole this thing market. Is they try to, to give the, the the save the potential saving grace for animation is to be able to create animation that doesn't just fall within the demands of the market you know where it's like if if and it's it it stinks and it's like uh, with netflix that's the thing it's like the best uh, the best moonshot that we have to be able to have you know any other type of content that isn't just like knock off illumination content or knock off adult swim content is that netflix is still the only real platform to be able to do something that isn't just that and, and sooner or later that money is going to dry up sooner not just dry up but i mean we, we see it now where it's like you know you 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 have a network that was able to cancel something like tuka and birdie but do a three season renewal of big mouth and a spinoff of big mouth you know, because they realize, oh, the American marketplace, the only type of content that people apparently only watch is yep. Family Guy, Adult Swim stuff. And we're only going to focus on that. But the fact that, like, there is, well, also, there are projects coming it, through Netflix where yes. it is alternative. And it's like. But the thing is, the alternative is not affecting the algorithm. They're using again, like say they with Google. They all use the algorithm. So, I mean, like think about like their first, their first original content, like the how they how they made House of Cards. Yeah, they looked at their streaming. They noticed people watched Kevin Spacey films. They noticed that they watched political films, and they noticed that they loved David David Fincher Fincher films. And they pack and they made a package deal out of it. Yeah, and yeah. Just, yeah, I don't know. Uh, like, what, what do you think? What do you think it's gonna be able to take? Do Do you think that like 
American animation is just at a point where it's like we're really just only going to have original content through the Disney Pixar machine and that any other type of content is just still going to be able to have to fit these algorithms or what what do you think is going to be able to break it other than somebody being able to throw down the money for it? Like that's the problem. It's like, again, it's like the whole saying, nobody wants to make a pirate movie until Pirates of the Caribbean comes out. And then everyone try to make their own move, and then everyone follows the trends. Nobody wants to be a trendsetter. They always want to find the safest bet. And thanks to like you know machine learning, AI, and algorithms, they can they can make the safest bets. It's just like take a like take part of Family Guy mixture. Of, oh, they like heavy metal. Okay, we can like we can make something, and we can make something, and we might get like you know a, some fans out of it. Nuts. It's like that's I was that, uh, that's that's what you're that's the world that you're living in. It's like unless uh, again, it's like and if you want to see any unique uh, unique animation, you got to go to shorts or overseas. Yeah, you got to go overseas. You you got to do anime or what they're doing um, with. I mean, oh, even anime again, anime. Anime falls like anime has is big enough where it has like it falls into that same eye rolling when people think of animation. It's like oh, it's like Disney. No, 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 it's adult. So it's like anime, right? And it's like no, it's just like ugh. See, that's that's the thing. It's and like it's you can't you can't you can't and, mention and, Japanese and, animation anymore because like anime is now like anime now is is, is what that, stinks is that thing. Netflix is still like the only. Platform where we can have like actual like 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 Netflix is the only one doing something like Castlevania where it's like oh it's a Western animation that is also like mature and action you know it's not yeah. like and it's actually designed well the characters don't look like garbage yeah you know but like again, they have actual artists yeah, doing it but if you're a hardcore anime fan you will get you subscribe to Crunchyroll. Uh, well, even Crunchyroll has like it, 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 it. There is a big split and everything with that. But well, I mean, like again, a, again a, like they, they may have the problems, but again, it's like it's like yeah, Netflix has you know like Netflix has all the show like has anime, but it's like it's like they only they only, 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 only do like the top tier shit. So it's like I'm, you know, I'm your Death Note, your My Hero Academia, Attack on Titan, and it's like. Like the basic bitch anime shows that everyone well, knows. What Netflix has been invested in is exclusivity to a lot of animated content. And uh, one of my favorite shows, Agretzko. You know, like Agretzko is only. Agretzko mm-hmm. is the kind of show that, like, you know, Netflix is actually investing in and being able to do. Reggie, I'm not saying Netflix is actually going to commit to it, but I'm grasping at straws here. I'm trying to see some silver linings it's here. Like, the fact you, that you, Netflix, you can see all the silver linings you want, but the fact, that, the fact that a service like Netflix, as like cutthroat and algorithmic of a service as it is, is revolutionary. The fact, like, the, the, the fact that like it's the closest that we've been able to get to like any type of alternative animated content yeah. in the market is a statement in and of itself. The yeah. fact that it is the only place where we could get something like Cannon Busters. It is the only place where we can get something like a Gretzko or mm. something like Castlevania or something like Dugan Birdie, the one season that we get out of yeah. it. The, the fact that like it's the only service that is 
at least some potential kind of outlet for it. The fact that like the first major 2D animated feature film and God knows how long Klaus is coming out for it. It's yeah. like, it's grasping at straws, but I, I'm, I'm taking what I, mean, I can, 2D, Rich. 2D animated feature? I mean, like, Jesus Christ. I mean, you haven't, well, I mean, like I've seen like Chico and Rita, like this shit released by G Kids every year. An American production. It's, it, it's, a, I'm, as I said, I'm grasping at straws, Red. You can grasp as many straws as you want. I'm grasping. I'm grasping. I'm grasping. So, I don't sorry, know. I, I, I'm sorry. I'm being like I'm being cynical about it because it's do, like it's like. Do you, you think know? that it's gonna have to take something like what Canada has? Do you think that it's gonna have to take like a national arts program to Problem be able to like not, feed? Like United States are never gonna do that. Like and even like and even if if, if the government even if Elizabeth Warren like is elected and she wants to do like a national arts arts thing, oh, it wouldn't be fucking Warren. It'd be Bernie that would do shit like well, that. I don't I, I don't give a like I don't give a fuck. But like, say you got the president that wants to do it, like they don't like it's somehow they're going like the those animation companies are going to somehow siphon that money away from like independent artists and go straight to them. So you so now you got the United States government subsidizing big uh, big feature animation. Not even big feature animation. I think like if you set up something like the national board, uh, the national board in Canada, or yeah. e- even something like BBC for Britain, you know, it's mm-hmm. like I think it's really going to have to take like some type of program I like mean, that like, to they, be able they to. Could've, they could have done it with PBS, but as you can see. Like, again, with uh, Sesame Street, Sesame Street started It's such a bummer. Sesame Street... It started... Well, again, it started... It's a bargaining chip, which is... But again, the Jim Henson Company became too big. It's like, when, when you're... No, when, Jim when, Henson when you, when Company watch, didn't when, become too big. They just took too much money away from PBS to where... Is Sesame Street had no... Uh, Sesame Street, I'm sure, was, like, incentivized to just be like... The only way that we're going to still be able to have money to be able to do new content is making this kind of agreement in the first place. Well, I mean, like, like well, yeah, which, to, which, which is content, tragic but... because the whole reason it was made in the first place is because the government literally reached out to Jim Henson and was like, hey, we'll literally help you try to, like, launch this content. You know, a, a kid show that could be able to, like, teach good morals and values to yeah. kids and everything. You know, the fact that there was a society like that. Again, it's like, well, I mean, like, you have PBS, and, like, again, none of the money, like, they they do give grants, but not enough. And it's like, and to reach the, and to reach the masses, like, you know, like a lot of these other animation shows have, it will take money. So, I'm sorry. Independently produced projects are not going to have the the means to to market it. Like it's it's going to have to be some type of like national patronage kind of program to be able to you know have like a sustainable model for being able to expand the medium in America. I mean that's and, I mean. I mean, I have uh, not seen any animators taking advantage of Patreon. I've seen nothing but YouTubers. Like just a bunch of bloggers, like vloggers and um, and like video essayists, like you know making God, yeah, making yeah. Well, that, well, that's the big bummer is that like you know, um, and obviously the time that we've been out here, we know 
the talent that's out there and the fact that there hasn't been the, the closest that we have is something like Leica, where you have Phil Knight, you know, the yeah. the, the guy behind Nike. He basically puts the bill for that company where it's like, I think with the, with Coraline and maybe something like Paranorman was actually able to like make a profit. But for all intents and purposes, the Leica movies don't make money. Yeah. But it, it, but Phil Knight is able to, you know, foot the bill because he, I guess, legitimately, you know, appreciates his, what no, they're doing. No, it's his son, Travis. Well, and his, uh, yes. His, is his son. Fucking whatever. Yes. Is his, is like, ne- even in the best of circumstances, it's still like an expression of nepotism. Which stinks. It's like a, again, the again, ideal the situation. Why, again. It's it, nepotism. No, 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 no. Travis started out like, like again, it, like if you read the story of of Little Fancy Studios, essentially Travis Knight just became, you know, like just like took over the company and like, yeah, yeah, he has like Nike money to like, you know, to keep the operations. Took the open. company, but pushed out like the the other like yeah. pushed out Henry, pushed out. Um, What's his name who just passed away recently? The uh, Will Vinton. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Where it's like it was kind of him pushing him out too. And it's like, even in a circumstance where it's like a studio that is actually in a position to be able to push the art form, it's still a circumstance of nepotism. So even even like a it's, positive that's been able to occur is still subjective I mean, to what you the got Guillermo del Toro trying to do a uh, stop motion Pinocchio film. Uh, Netflix is greenlit. It It is coming out, and it is coming out for Netflix. As I said, I'm not saying Netflix is the good guy in this case. It's being powered by the algorithm, but the fact that, like, a a unique, cool project like that, there is at least a platform for it. It's not an ideal platform. It's going to be subjectable to the market at some point. But the fact that it's something, it's something. But again, like I know that Pinocchio movie is not aimed at kids. You you know it's sure as hell. You know it's sure as hell. Kids are still going to watch it, which is cool, which is great. It's like give give an outlet to something like that. And like YouTube, you know, and and we can make it an ending note for the episode. Mm. Is that like YouTube at least like. As long as it doesn't lead you to like denying the Holocaust or some shit, <laughs> at least it could be able to like lead you yeah. to like, oh wow, I can watch something like this. Like for example, you, again, you know, again, angels it, like, it, like it didn't it didn't lead people to like neo Nazis. It's just that people that like people knew how to game the system. Like once you figure out, like once you figure out how the pattern works, you can tailor your content. To feed into that algorithm, to, to literally feed into Nazis. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Again, that's that's the only way. That's the only reason why you know all these people are showing up is when, when, when the but when the recommendations are actually able to work out. Like, there's actually like a lot of films that the only way you can be able to watch them is on YouTube. Like, you can be able to watch the. You can be able to watch the warp print version of The Thief and the Cobbler yeah. on YouTube. You can be able to watch Angel's Egg. Angel's Egg is this film that was created by uh, the director of Ghost in a Shell, mm. and it was designed by the guy who did the designs for 
Final Fantasy. I don't want to butcher his name, but you know that distinctive, you know, watercolor mm. style and everything. It was a film the two of them made in 1988. It's this very methodical, beautiful, gorgeous film, and the only way that you could be able to watch it is on YouTube. You know, yeah. like like a lot of this stuff, a lot of this like fringe, a lot of like um uh, Frank Meyer films. Yeah, I mean... All like, of his films are on YouTube. You can watch yeah. his Alice in Wonderland on YouTube. Yeah, you can watch, you can watch anything that you want on YouTube. You know where to look. Yeah, or, and... and that, it, that's, the, that's the thing. It's like YouTube... And like the thing is, YouTube doesn't care. Like, YouTube doesn't care, like, all, like as long as they can make money off the advertisements of those videos, you can upload as, as much as you want. Yeah. It's just that thanks to the like thanks to people bitching about how like you know there's neo Nazis and like why am I or the weird like, or the oh, weird what? five or the weird daddy or daddy daddy yes papa videos oh, yeah. <laughs> where or, or, or even or even like the unboxing or, or even you get those targeting ads an encouraging video an encouraging thing an encouraging thing though is that like the study does indicate where it's like you know the immediate assumption would be like. Oh, it is those videos that like why these kids are giving it a thumbs up. But no, the fact that YouTube kids is like is pretty far down the yeah. totem pole means that no, the the kids that we're talking about, we're talking about the nine to we're talking about the eight to thirteen. They're not fucking stupid. They're not stupid. They know that like the daddy. <laughs> they know that the uh, daddy five finger. Shit or the frozen Spider-Man jump, no, the jump massacre, like, whole honestly, jump if, rope if, if videos. They're, like they're the smart fridge. enough to know not no, to watch that. No, content. no, no. It's just that it, no, it's boring. It's like if they want to watch any fringe stuff, they watch like stuff that people like talk about creepy pasta. If it's still a, like you know, if like some of those kids, well, yeah, you know. like the SPC stuff and everything. Like a, a friend of mine's kid. Um, is really into that and it's actually really kind of cool stuff where it's like it's a it's a whole you know choose your own adventure kind of uh, thing and the fact that like YouTube YouTube can still be an interesting platform for content despite all the issues that it has it's an interesting platform but again it's 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 yeah. like again again it, it just it's it's just like for the independent creators if there's like like if for the independent creators like there's got to be enough incent- uh, like incentives for them to upload original content and the market is just not designed to be able to make an incentive for it yeah with it's animation like, especially so, because of how laborious the medium is i mean like yeah like like many people like i've seen people like you know rip videos like rip like actual blu-ray movies upload on youtube and like degrade the video to the point where they can like bypass like the uh the copyright <laughs> like by bypass the copyright uh actually I, I i have heard that apparently the best way to be able to find like streams is actually important <laughs> I've heard that, like, people would just straight up upload, like, Hobbs and Shaw on Pornhub, the whole movie, fucking dude in the auditorium yeah. seat recording with his fucking smartphone. Well, again, <laughs> like, again, again, it was like, yeah, like, nobody... So I think the lesson is, is that, um, is that these companies need to realize that they need to release on Pornhub, so... 
Uh, that, that's the lesson to take out of this. So, yeah. anywho, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, make sure to follow us on Spotify, on SoundCloud, and Apple Podcasts. Uh, thank you so much for listening. I know this one's a lot more specific to the industry, but we appreciate you guys listening to us. So, this is Robert signing off. And then this is Reggie. Good night. Folks. Good night, folks. Jesus, I'm so tired. Oh, boy.